Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. And now, the Outriders. How's it going, Outriders? Matt, Dan, and Jeff here in our very remote stations. How's it going, gentlemen? Good. Oh, I'm gl- uh, looks like I got moved up in billing. Yeah, uh, I decided I was going to alter the agreement. Pray, do not alter it further. So I'm last now. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you've always been last in my heart, Jeff. Don't you worry about that. Living life like you do, Matt. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> At the very bottom. So you may have intuited already, but things are a little bit different here in uh, Echo Base. We basically uh, are trying our first attempt at doing an online podcast here. So uh, we usually have prided ourselves on being able to record in the same spot. So bear with us as we try to work through this. I, I think I think we spent what like an hour and a half trying to get the technical details worked out. Yeah, we had it worked out earlier in the week, and then it just kind of all went to hell today. And that yeah, so those Jawas we hired are useless. Oh, see, you got to go straight to the Ugnots. You know, they're the yeah. real you know quality labor forces. Those Jawas, they, I mean, sand gypsies, really. <laughs> but we got a lot of stuff to cover today guys and we're gonna do our best to get through it as well as we can uh first thing well we got oh man all sorts of announcements new battle cards uh stuff from the holographic adepticon i don't know the 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 virtual adepticon that was going on but uh, of course we got a first stop in for some star wars news dan tell us what's going on yeah, so we, there's actually been a lot of uh, casting announcements with Mandalorian. Now, it's already been previously announced that Mandalorian Season 2 has wrapped filming. They're just uh, coming out with the, the casting announcements, but they're already done shooting. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that's why, interestingly enough, they're announcing them afterwards. The, a few of these I actually thought they would hold as, as kind of um, like reveals during the uh, actual show. Uh, but the big one, of course, was Rosario Dawson was confirmed as uh, playing a live-action Ahsoka Tano. Uh, this is something I thought they would have just held, you know, to make it a, cause it would have been a heck of a surprise if we, nobody knew about this and it would just shown up on screen. No, that's, that's too big. It, it couldn't stand her wraps. They had to uh, get out ahead of this. Rosario Dawson. She's fantastic. Yeah. Somebody really wanted to update their IMDB page and, uh, <laughs> get this oh, out yeah. there. <laughs> well, she's been talking about it for a while that she's wanted to get into the star Wars universe, right? Not really like as Ahsoka, but I know I'm pretty sure I've seen articles about her, you know, discussing it or interviews. Hey, but I mean, if they were able to keep baby Yoda under wraps, I figured they could have kept this under wraps. That's fair. I mean, if, uh, you know, I can't imagine how much Werner Herzog was like chomping at the bit to get into star Wars, but even he got in. So I'm glad Rosario is too. Yeah. I saw an article too, that said the, the actress from the clone wars, Ashley Eckstein, Mm -hmm. she, weighed in and said that she's excited to see Ahsoka in a live action role. But, you know, of course she doesn't have control of the character. She's just one of the many voices of that character. So she kind of made a really good post or, you know, interview about how she was glad to see the character moving on in the story. And, you know, of course, I think everybody wants to be a part of the characters they love, but you're still happy to see it being presented in a new way. Yeah. I don't know how, I mean, cause we saw a little bit of Ahsoka older in, you know, Rebels. And I think she's already like way taller than Ashley would be. 
But anyways. Yeah, and going from the voices to the live action, I mean, it's different because, you know, the the actor or actress doesn't always look like you might necessarily want the live action person to look. And then what are you trying to do? You're going to dub over the voice, uh, similar to what they did in Solo the movie, where they took Sam... David Prowse? No, I thought it was Sam Witwer's voice. No, on Dar- on Darth Maul is what he's talking about. Oh, Darth Maul. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. They could get into some weird territory doing that. Yeah. So Rosario, who who else we got? Uh, well, Bill Burr was confirmed to reprise his role as the uh, the smart talking uh, Imperial sharpshooter. Was he Imperial? Yeah. No, he said he was an Imperial uh, uh, marksman, and I don't remember oh. the episode he was in. They made a joke about stormtrooper accuracy. Mm, okay, with the uh, third arm. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the little backpack gun. At that point, he was kind of a mercenary, right? Right. He, I think he'd left the Empire. I thought that was pretty clear. So that's yeah. Right. Yep. And then uh, also, and I'm going to mispronounce uh, these weird names, Michael Bain? 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 Yeah. You'll recognize him as from the 80s, Kyle Reese from the original Terminator and Corporal Hicks from Alien. He has also been confirmed to be joining the cast, but his role has not been announced to what character he's playing. That's pretty cool. I wonder what he looks like these days. He kind of looks grizzled. He looks like a uh, like he's been through the Terminator War and the Aliens War, but he's a great actor, so <laughs> I'm excited to see him back. Oh, so it's Django Fett. Got it. Or, or Boba Fett. Well, I was about to say, Django's kind of a... He, he's it's his missing son. a head. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Boba's kid that he named after his father, Django. So Django Jr., or Django the Third, or so, I don't know, but uh, cool, yeah, can't wait to see that. Also, there's some. There was a letter that went out from FFG Jeffrey. What do, what do you got on that? Uh, well, we had two letters. One was from FFG, and one was from Asmodee. FFG they came out and said that they're suspending their organized play events through June first. So obviously, everybody knows that's related to the coronavirus and trying to do our social distancing and limiting what? the. Um, <laughs> limiting the exposure of, of people to each other. Completely reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. So I wonder if they're still going to ship the kits. And then, you know, once everything is done with this, they'll be like, hey, you know, carry on as normal. Or if this is going to give them time to catch up on some of those kits that seem know. to have disappeared. Good point. I never thought about the kits. Uh, well, considering yeah. our store never got the last one, but that's that's a whole other side point. Yeah. And I mean, there could be shipping delays going on. Well, I know there's shipping delays going on with all this. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it probably gives them a chance to catch up on things. And obviously, you know, you want to limit social interaction. So good call. The other flip side of this, kind of a sad thing, is Asmodee announced that there's going to be no new products shipping through April 2020. So May is when we should see uh, all the product arriving at stores. Makes sense because a lot of these stores are closed. Obviously, if we, if government hasn't mandated them to close, it, it's just generally a good idea. So yeah. it, it it wouldn't be fair for all the online retailers to get everything, ship everything, and then by the time these physical stores are able to reopen, everyone already have their product and they wouldn't be buying it. And it it was just makes a double whammy. Yeah, I was talking to the guys at Power Nine, and uh, they were saying that the distributors are all shut down. So they're not getting shipments and they're just staying open to do like curbside. Like you can check out online and then just run it out to your car. Kind of like the supermarkets are doing, but mm. for those absolute necessary gaming fixes that you need. I mean, that's not bad. At least 
like Jeff, you've got a big family that you go like, oh, let's have a board game night or something. It's like, yeah. Uh, and people have plenty of time. They're going to need paint. They're going to need brushes. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, you think people are actually doing hobbying? I thought about it. I haven't done a single thing. I put some models together, like two. I'm going through like 80s movies. I've done, uh, I think we're going to do Terminator tonight, but uh, we got to watch Demolition Man the other day and Total Recall. Nice. Yeah. It's good stuff. Just working your way through the decades. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so that was pretty much it from uh, FFG on on news. You know, obviously we had the Adept- Adepticon announcement, which we're going to get to. So, yeah, that was all the bad news that we had. Mm, okay, well, I'm hoping that there will be a society left for the shipments to arrive to and kits to be distributed thereunto. But on some happier news, we do have a lot of information on vital assets now. Yeah, so originally this was going to be an announcement at Adepticon, and then that got canceled, and I was like, oh, that sucks, you know, we're not going to see anything, but FFG came forward and said, yeah, we're going to do a stream. So they did their stream, which was cool. Yay, and we got a bunch of cards to go through here. Uh, 10,000-yard view. Overall, thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you guys think so far? Oh, thumbs up, definitely. This is going to add so much more variety and really an element of randomness um, unless you're bidding for blue player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to have a total of, what, eight cards now to choose from? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, eight in each category. Right. Yeah. And since you choose four for your army, it's literally going to be hard to tell uh, what your opponent's bringing. So I think the bid for blue player is going to increase dramatically. Yeah, because um, this was something I was thinking about, how I build my army, and with the old battle cards, you know, I just kind of slapped an army together. Uh, I did put some thought into it, obviously, because, you know, you can't just go in willy-nilly, otherwise you play like Matt. Hello! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I would, you know, I'd build my <laughs> army first, and then I would choose which battle cards I thought best suited that army, and... You know, obviously I was building my army to work well together, to synchronize well, to pass tokens if they could, to support each other with, you know, flanking. And But now I kind of have to flip that strategy around and look at which battle cards I might see, you know, which I think are going to be popular. And can my army do any of these eight battle cards? Last episode, we were talking about like uh, Jin and uh, Cassian and all that. Are there any obvious choices here that you think would go straight into that kind of build? Um, yeah, so I kind of, I built my list, uh, I flexed around my LVO list and, and it's going to have similar units, but I, I can kind of swap in my leaders and my, um, my, oh God, I can't think of it now, operatives. Mm -hmm. So with Jin, Cassian and K2, you know, you can infiltrate, but you're also kind of telegraphing what you're doing. You're not going to be able to infiltrate all three of them far forward because you know you can only infiltrate beyond range three so if your opponent sees you doing certain things they can just drop a unit in there and then you might have gen too far forward out you know hanging out by yourself uh cassian and k2 i think they're a little bit more uh sturdy uh well i mean gen's pretty pretty good too but really i think those deployment cards and the objective cards are going to make a big difference on how you're going to deploy those units and which cards you're going to try to go for and that bid just uh, looking at some of them, like Bombing Run, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that with Infiltrate, but you can't start your bombs outside of your deployment zone. So you couldn't infiltrate your bombs way far forward and then drop them like round one. And that's a good, you know, that's a good even objective 
because you don't want one side to have like a very tipped scale on how they can score. But payload, you can jump them out there and kind of like hand the bomb cart off because you just have to have your units around it to be able to move that bomb cart. Uh huh. I was, you know, kind of looking at those and thinking of which ones can I really do? Sabotage and moisture evaporators. Jen casting K2 can drop right in on those evaporators and start getting to work, recover the supplies, kind of the same thing. Your opponent could stop you. You know, if you get blue player bid, you drop one unit in and then they start deploying things around them you know, within that range three. So I don't know, like it's it's going to be challenging building the army and then preparing for any of these uh, objective cards that we might see or deployments. Variables, yeah. Uh, Dan, I know you're really excited for Inferno Squad. Same question to you. Yeah, um, though, in my opinion, um, Iden is not really best used infiltrating because, uh, again, that three courage bubble is just way hmm. too... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. To do it. Uh, um, so I don't think Imperials will be playing the uh, the that type of game. Okay. But are there anything that you think would be really interesting for Imperials in general? Oh, yeah. So, um, well, all armies in general, there's, there's things like Hemmed In, uh, which is, in my opinion, the most interesting deployment. I love that one. And all these are available online. They got put up on the Facebook group so you can kind of follow along with what we're talking about. But yeah, the, the hemmed in deployment strategy looks fantastic. Oh, yes. And, and anything that cares about that center point or any deployment put on the center. So your uh, key positions, recover the supplies, uh, hostage exchange, which I'd like to delve into a little bit more later. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the blue player has that kind of pyramid going up towards the center and red player has the, you know, the opposite of that facing away from the center flanking positions. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be really useful for a blue player to pounce on that center position because they are literally just a one range band from that center position uh, at the very tip of that, the top of that pyramid. And we all know the power of flying V kind of formation there. So I was looking at that though. And I mean, it could swing both ways because uh, you do have more access to that center position. But if you look at red player, they are closer to the uh, left and right positions, you know, that left and right center of the board. That's true. If you're doing like uh, intercept the transmission or something, that could be problematic. Yeah, because you get a pounce on those two objectives. And then, yes, your army is split. That's something that uh, I'm not a big fan of right from the get-go. But I mean, honestly, most of the time, I end up kind of splitting my army a little bit anyway, flanking with half of it and maybe having Mm -hmm. like a forward moving force, the front line. So it's not necessarily bad, I think, for red player in this case, depending on what objective you get. Right on. I know the one I'm really looking forward to doing with droids. I want to do the rollout, transform and rollout deployment with the payload. I just want my B1s escorting a payload around the map. I think that's going to be really fun. Yeah, rollout is really going to benefit uh, longer range. It, it's essentially a variant of long march. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just got those two little dog legs shooting up there. And I, I'm really not enamored with the vehicle side of that because when has it ever been good that your vehicle is so far forward of your army that it's the only thing in range of your opponent's army? <laughs> oh, I'm super excited about this. As a Republic and Rebel player, yeah. uh, I want my vehicles in the front. Uh, running that triple ATRT list. Uh, my vehicles were the front line of my army. Go ahead and shoot at them. I'm going to roll up with the troopers next, repair that vehicle, and then take a shot at you. So, yeah, I 100% like roll out. And then with the ATRTs coming out of the Republic, which we'll get into later, um, man, they can get so far forward that you're pressuring that enemy early with armor, 
uh, with potentially a hard-hitting unit, it's really going to change things, I think, for the, the list that like to run vehicle heavy. And that's what you wanted for a while. Yeah, I want to see a barbecue ATRTs or even naked ATRTs <laughs> get back to kicking people. So I'm reminded of the very first game of Legion I played. Matt, you were there, but I was playing against John. It's actually the first time I had met John. He flew his snowspeeder out and stuck it out far enough, and then my DLTs just proceeded to just destroy it. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I've been there ever since. Yeah, and I, I really think hanging one vehicle out there. Now, Jeff, you bring up a good point of multiple vehicles. Uh, you know, don't present one target to your opponent. But if you're presenting one target, I, I, I don't think it's a good idea to thrust it way out there. Uh, just to give your opponent the ability to just pour fire into it before the rest of your army can catch up and support it. Yeah, and obviously, you know, I mean, terrain's going to come into play here. You never know what terrain you're going to play on. So, yeah, I mean, you don't want to throw those vehicles out there super early. But my triple ATRT list, you know, it's uh, it's got link targeting array on the ATRTs. I want them up front. I want them in position early so I can start getting aims and double aims on them. Because, man, ATRTs with double aims uh, in the rotary do a lot of work. Not to mention, if you throw a flamethrower on there, you can get in your opponent's face way early. Droids hate it. Uh, any like any of those big units that are, are clustered together, eesh, scary. Yeah, it'll be fun, though. Yeah, I think it's nice to have variety, too. Yeah. Was there anything in the uh, supply drop that we didn't know about already? Um, I think most of them were implied or inferred by their art or by the spreads, but... Um... I think hollow projector, that one we didn't see. Yeah. Yeah. Targeting rangefinder. Yeah, hollow projector, the rangefinder, and the precision scopes. I think those are the most powerful ones out of there. I mean, hollow projector, one time use, uh, HQ up uplink that you can do to yourself or to a friend at range one. Like that is super powerful. Yeah. Cause yeah, how many times do you have a, uh, a unit out there that you really want to get? a command to and you don't have hq uplink on them or you know you want to play a certain command card i think that's a really really cool one Mm, yeah just looking at fortified positions now too we need all of the barricade laid out for that one oh man that's gonna be just a slog of a firefight oh my goodness oh yes and i I wish josh were still around to see this i'm sure he would give us a barricade oh uh Let's let's <laughs> I'm really excited about fortified positions because rolling those white saves on rebels or even the red saves on the on the clone troopers. Heck yeah, I would love to be able to drop some barricades out there where I want them. Yeah, that's fair. Especially if you've got a really strong plan of where you want to go during the fight, you can kind of plan around their destination. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can use them for that. You can use them for uh, almost decoys too. Like, yeah, I'm going this way and then flank your army the other way. Obviously, you know, your opponent's going to see that as soon as you start making moves. But um, I don't know. Anything that changes the battlefield before you start deploying is kind of cool. And this is something we haven't really had in the 800 point game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And gun lines. Uh, are going to love the heck out of that. Yeah, unfortunately. Also, Jeff, I don't know if you uh, ch- need to check, but it sounds like Bothans might be infiltrating your studio over there. Yeah. <laughs> There's only so much I can do. You got yeah. dogs and 18 other animals. And that's one nice thing about having uh, usually sequestered for this, but that this is the world we live in now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. <laughs> oh, so war weary. Who wants that in their deck? Um, anybody with Vader, man, like if you, if you can force your opponent uh, to not uh, care about, I think uh, you're reading it wrong. It's, it's not 
uh, the value of the courage. It's the range of the courage is ridiculous. Yeah, range. Yeah, so I mean, like you... I've seen a lot of people mixing that up. Yeah, I understand, but you can, like, pressure your opponent with Vader. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, if you had a DLT list, you know, you're shooting long range. Um, Vader doesn't care about suppression, so he doesn't care about checking suppression. That fear bomb you can do, too, could do some real work. I think multiple commanders will like War Weary more because you having two range one bubbles, yeah, is going to be a lot better than a you know a single range one bubble. So multiple commanders will love War Weary more than anything else. Units that like to ball up or that don't care about so or not units, but um, armies that like to ball up and don't care so much about spreading out, like clones. I don't think it would affect them much mm -hmm. because you're trying to keep that range one anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the one I'm most excited for is I, I want to test Haas's exchange if we can't get vital assets before we can meet up again. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, Haas's exchange. Um, I have seen some confusion online exactly how this works, but this does sound the most fun and most hectic, in my opinion. Um, the oversimplified description that I'm thinking of is think of it as recover the supplies, but there's only two boxes and they start already claimed. By one by each of each of the uh, players in the center of the battlefield. But more specifically, to set this up, both players s select a core unit before deployment. Blue player places the red player's unit on the center of the battlefield, or as close to as possible, and then does a one-speed move. Red player does the same. They place blue player's unit on the center point of the battlefield and does a one-speed move with it. And then both players attach a hostage to each unit. And then that hostage slows down that unit as well by speed one, I think, right? Correct. So every unit that has the hostage attached to it uh, increases courage by one and reduces maximum speed by one to a minimum of one, of course, and can't start a melee. Units that'll love this, of course, um, are things that you can pump up the courage on. Uh, so add an officer in there and get a courage three unit <laughs> or Gideon. We'll talk about him later. Um, and of course, anything that you know, doesn't care about slowing down and moving like snowtroopers. I mean, they're not changed at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that they can still shoot after moving speed one twice, that's going to be great. Um, so yeah. Uh, Turning fire. Yep. And then you score it um, at the end of the game, you get one victory point for each hostage you control and an additional victory point if you're controlling it in your friendly deployment zone. Uh, so it's going to be fun that you're both trying to get your opponent's hostage while trying to protect your own. Uh, so I think that's going to get really chaotic. Hmm. Yeah, for my rebels uh, or for rebel players, this one is one that I like immediately put an X on because uh, <laughs> having white saves, having you know trooper units that I mean the re basic rebel troopers not that bad because they do you know you get the dodge, but you have to get the dodge on them first, and then if you're doing a dodge with that unit, you're not double moving. I was I was like eh, nope when I saw this card rebels. No. <laughs> yeah, you could play around it, honestly. Like, you could have a, a four-man squad. You could, okay, they get shot, they're dead, and then you grab that hostage with another um, stronger unit, potentially. I just don't like sacrificing a unit that early. I feel like any of the armies that roll red defense dice are going to like this a little bit more. Like you said, your snow troopers, mm. the phase two clones, they would be great for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, phase two is would be great because they already have the base two courage, and you could throw some good training upgrades on there, too, to help them out. Yeah, yeah. Even with Rex's, you know, uh, after everything's deployed, I think we were talking about this before, you have to throw Rex out there a little bit, but with some of these units coming out, ATRTs, the tank, um, I think you can support those units a little bit better. So you get Rex out there, he gives that unit a speed one move back towards the their own side, and then, you know, you start defending with Rex, and 
and those other units if you can. That's a little scary, though, because you are hanging your commander out there. It just seems like a, a really good hostage exchange. Is a good name. It's much better than capture the flag, which is kind of what this feels like. Yeah, I like it, though. Yeah, no, this will be a lot of fun, too. I want to try payload and then... Oh, payload. And then we'll probably throw in some bombing run at some point. But Yeah, payload I'm really looking forward to. Um, but bombing run, I was not... Like, of all of the new ones coming out, I looked at payload and I think bombing run the most. I feel like I'm missing one. What are the new ones? Payload, hostage exchange, and bombing run. Is there another one? Yep. No, it's no. those three. It's just those, three. Okay. Oh, yeah, because we have the other extra one from the priority supplies. So, yeah, payload was the only one that I really liked because I felt like I could kind of skip that bomb through my different infiltrated commanders, like I was saying earlier. <laughs> and then bombing run, I just did. The fire brigade kind of thing, past the buckets. Yeah, yeah, basically, because uh, you already have those units in position early, so you can kind of, you know, you're telegraphing a little bit, but you can also infiltrate to a good defensive point. And then, you know, it's only range one, so you can deploy to rooftops, you can deploy behind buildings, uh, and then just kind just of... Just it all the way back. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, uh, it's before deployment, so you can actually react with infiltrate. But just to clarify the specifics of payload, the blue player places their payload cart first. Yeah. The red player then places their payload cart. The blue player then chooses a piece of terrain for the red player to score on, and the red player then chooses a piece of terrain for the blue player to score on. Yeah. The terrain piece can overlap a deployment zone, but it can't be fully within a deployment zone. So, you know, I think the best placement for your for your payload cart, because you you do have to deploy it first before your opponent chooses your destination, uh, is just basically as close to the center of the battlefield as possible. Because really, if your opponent sees you put it on one side, they're just going to pick a piece of terrain that's literally the opposite corner. Away. Yeah. And then what I like about payload too was it is unit leaders, so it's not trooper leaders that can move the bomb, if I'm correct, right? Or move the bomb cart. Um, Let me see. Yeah, unit leaders. So it doesn't specifically call out tr yep. uh, troopers. So yeah, so uh, yeah, any vehicles around it. Back in the game. Yeah, which is another you know another great decision by Fantasy Flight to include these cards that aren't just trooper specific. So you're not seeing you know trooper spam armies. You get to get those vehicles back in there again. Yeah, yeah, but payload's going to run one of two ways. It's either there's going to be a center point where the payload carts are going to meet, and that's just going to be a hell of a furball. <laughs> yeah. um, or there'll be, depending on where the destinations are, the payloads may not even come near each other, and then you're going to have to decide, do I go keep pushing my cart, or do I go disrupt my opponent's cart? I have a feeling it's kind of, well, for me, I probably would try and flank with the cart and not just run it right into the middle. Again, you know, being the rebel player, I like to play those uh, dodgy games of, and we're not good at just running into melees. You know, we want to pop out, shoot, pop back into cover, uh, play those but silly we, games, uh, drop some mines as a saboteur. Because if you're escorting that cart, mm -hmm. oh man, it's time to see some sabs again. Oh, sabs! I hate. I hate mm, so there is a uh, a reason to play, you know, Sabine even more coming out here in the new. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for some of these because it's giving you a chance to defend these objectives that you know where the objective is. So if they're trying, you know, I mean, dropping bombs all around that uh, that building that you're trying to keep safe or whatever, that terrain piece that you're trying to keep safe and not bombed. So you put bombs around it. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, any final thoughts before we move on to the second segment? 
uh, well, all three of these, um, but mostly hostage exchange and payload are going to be great opportunities for the hobbyists and 3D printers and everything to put some really unique custom hostages and custom. Wait, how many baby we're going to see? I should like to see the child. <laughs> oh yes. So not only that, I I already have my personal uh, hostage. As uh, I've showed it before, my uh, Captain Rex and not Clone Wars Rex, my Star Tours Captain Rex. Oh. Um, his miniature, I'm definitely going to be using as my hostage every time. We should get an Echo. That seems topically. <laughs> oh, poor Echo. Uh, let's let's uh, bring it back. But, uh, payload wise, I'm also I'm I have a few printed for my Star Tours board, but I think I'm going to print up someone specifically for this. As I'm going to be printing more of the uh, the loot crates from Battlefield uh, as my payload of, um, of pride and accomplishment that I'm going to be bringing over. So not bombs, but just uh, goodies. Hey, we got you guys some goodies, some cupcakes. <laughs> so yeah uh if you guys uh in the comments definitely put uh what what custom uh hostages or payloads would you guys either like to see or you're working on and definitely i'd like to see some uh some interesting hobby ideas new gun ray pulls so does that mean for war weary we're just gonna have like a tie a bunch of tired soldiers like you have to model your like they're all taking naps now <laughs> Well, they're your yeah, of course they're tired of your crap. But anyway, I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. Don't go anywhere, guys. You are receiving the Legion Outriders podcast. Ending the transmission now would be most unfortunate. And now, the Outriders. Welcome back, Outriders. Oh, man. This next part's going to be exciting. I'm I'm pretty pretty happy. We got more spoilers from Inferno and then Clan Ren stuff. But uh Dan, we talked a little bit about the Inferno squad earlier. You said Aiden's going to be your commander, but how does the rest of Inferno squad fit into your grand galactic conquest plans? Yeah, so just a quick recap, Adepticon, as we all know, unfortunately, due to world events, uh, had to be canceled. Mm -hmm. uh, but FFG was uh, kind enough to do a live stream of the announcement they would have made at Adepticon. Hooray! And uh, that is on both YouTube and Twitch. So if you haven't seen it, we do recommend going to watch it. Uh, but they did show off the four units that were unofficially leaked through various forums. Mm -hmm. But they officially announced them and they did show some uh, spoiler cards from them. Uh, of course, my personal favorite being Inferno Squad, if I haven't gushed about sure. Inferno Squad enough. Mm -hmm. But yeah, unfortunately, we did not get the unit card, which I'm, you know, most of the community is chomping at the bit to get that because that's going to be a, a lot of what's going to make or break the unit is the core unit cards, the core weapons, keywords, etc. Uh, but we did get a lot of the upgrade cards for them. The three heavy weapons actually yeah. uh, came out from that stream and from other sources, uh, the article. And then there were some of uh, subsequent screen streams of showing off some of the uh, upgrade cards. But the first one they showed off on stream uh, was the heavy weapon Del Nico, which is one of the members of Inferno squad. So 38 points. And uh, what's mm -hmm. the two on there? What What's the two mean? The two. Oh, okay. So there's a green two on this, and this is the same as the arc troopers. They have their named characters. They actually do have this two on it as well. That is the hit points of this mini. So they're now doing mini individual minis with multiple hit points that can be added in and out of squads. Uh, so they're, they, in one of the articles, they listed it as main characters or named characters that aren't quite to the level of being, you know, operatives or commanders, uh, but they can still contribute and have that subsequent power level increase over a standard grunt. So Del Mico, like 
uh, and there's a lot of similarities to the uh, Arc Trooper fives and Echo that they had in there. He can be added to a Inferi- Imperial Special Forces unit. No, you had it right, Inferior. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or an Imperial Core Trooper unit. Uh, so he can mix and match in multiple units. Now, uh, some clarification, and they had to clarify this on the stream because there was some confusion on there. When he can be added to an Imperial Special Forces unit, that is the generic term for what the unit that Inferno Squad's going to be. Both the Inferno Squad and later when Jeff gets into Clan Ren come with two unit cards, a generic card so you can have multiples and it's encouraged to buy multiples of these sets Mm. and also a unique squad so it'll be named imperial special forces and then the subtitle will be inferno squad with the dot noting it that it's unique Uh, and clan ren will be doing the similar thing so when both del miko and later gideon will talk about can say it can be added to an imperial special forces unit it can be added to just the generic form of inferno squad or Inferno Squad, not, say, a Death Trooper unit, or a World Guard unit, or a Scout Trooper unit. And, of course, FFG clarified this. They said if it can be added to any unit of a class, it will have the icon. Okay. So, in this case... triangle is, we see, for Imperial Trooper there. Yeah. So, it can be added to any Trooper, Core Trooper unit. So, we can have Sniper Snow Troopers if we really wanted to. Sniper Snows. Um, Gideon's going to be amazing in Shores. I keep talking about Gideon. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, two red dice staring me in the face. Yeah. Oh. Pretty good. But uh, Dell, to go over quick, he's range one to five, two black dice. So he's basically a, a, a normal sniper, a little more expensive. Uh, as he is the kind of mechanic in yeah. uh, Inferno Squad, he does have a repair to capacity one. And a new keyword that we haven't seen before, it's lethal. Kind of odds. Where would you think you would see like, oh, I wish I had a sniper, but I also wish he could repair something nearby. Uh, something it is in back like a four yeah. maybe. It's not super synergistic in my opinion. So I, I think that that adds points to him that weapon wise, he's not as amazing as Gideon and I keep gushing over Gideon. <laughs> uh, Gideon is the, is really the superstar here. 38 points as well. One to three, two red, two health. Same thing. He can go into an Imperial special forces unit or Imperial core trooper unit. And he increases courage by one adds coordinate core trooper and is the leader. Uh, <laughs> this is just so much for yeah. 38 points. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think his home is going to be in shore troopers because yes, they took away the shore trooper order training. He gives it back in a limited capacity because you put the one order on him, shore troopers chained to their mortar. He can then coordinate to the next shore trooper next to him. And then they coordinate to their order, their mortar. Uh, so with one order, you get four face up command tokens on the board in this particular case. So awesome. What, what about our four T21 special forces? So um, be- at nine points, so a little bit cheaper, it's got four white dice range one to three that critical two though. It gives you a T21 basically. Yeah. I'm not enamored with the T21 on this. Cause this is eventually the stormtrooper T21 ported over to the special mm-hmm. forces. Right. What's going to make or break. This is what's on the original unit card. What their core weapon is. If they have search natively for, yeah, if they have surge, if they don't have surge, so that's gonna really, really tie into what the usefulness of this heavy upgrade is. But it's basically gonna be the generic upgrade. So when you run the generic, and you don't want to pay for a, a named character, or if you already have using the named characters, you can put a generic heavy weapon in the generic Imperial Special Forces. Okay. Anything else we we know about Inferno that we're excited for, or just kind of those cards come out? Like 
and this will apply to Clan Ren as well, is all of the named characters and all of the heavy weapons models in both of these kits will have the, the basic rifle or pistol in terms of Clan Ren uh, as a modeling option. So you can use these additional models if you buy multiples and you don't need two named characters. You can basically turn them into a generic by putting a generic weapon in their hand oh. uh, so that you can really mix up your model variety. Oh, that's so it is encouraged yeah. to be purchasing multiples of these. I'm going to be picking up three once uh, Power 9 is able to uh, take pre-orders again. <laughs> right. I'm definitely going to be putting down for three of these. Cool. Yeah, exciting stuff. They look really good. I like the models, the little pose they have there, and the paint job looks really good. Oh, yeah, and they, they've really upped their uh, paint job on the uh, the samples. Okay, now let's go to a very, very basic paint job. It's just like gray and yellow, right? But Yeah, it's not too fancy. Colors of Clan Ren, Jeff? Yeah, so I think they're pulling this straight out of the Rebels TV show where Sabine was working with Clan Ren and fighting the Empire. I think it was fighting the Empire. But well, uh, yeah. Imperial Super Commandos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, have you watched Rebels? I have. It's been a while since I watched it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I know you were catching up on Clone Wars. I've forgotten if you actually had seen Rebels. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I did watch Rebels. So, yeah, I'm a little familiar with this. Like, you know, you can see her mom is in the models that you get. She has a different sculpt slightly on her helmet and slightly different armor. And I think they talked about that in a stream as well. But I'm pretty excited for these guys because, hey, red defense dice in the Rebel army. I Get out! I'm excited. <laughs> I just think Mandalorian fans in general will be loving this because everyone's been yeah. screaming for a Mandalorian faction. Well, here, here you can get your taste of Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, it's a good, um, different flavor from just that standard stuff that we've seen so far going into Rebels. And yeah, like you said, kind of that sub-faction and who knows how they implement factions in the future. If they might say, hey, you know, you can bring Mandalorians into this or, uh, you know, Inferno Squad over to Rebels. Yeah, I'm just kidding, but... <laughs> once they defect phoenix squad phoenix squad now yeah wait that was that was the uh that was, Rebels yeah, themselves. Dirty Harris unit. yeah we got kind of a small preview the same as as the inferno squad we got to see three different units uh well not three different units three different upgrade cards so we got the jetpack rockets a one-time use that's pretty powerful range three to four red die is that for everybody in the unit to use Yes, yeah, so uh, your whole... Okay. They show like a panoply of rockets just launching out there in the yard. So I was like, that's got to be for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's only eight points. So it's a pretty good um, pretty good upgrade, I think, depending on what they you know what they search for. But again, you're rolling a red die at range three to four. That's pretty pretty significant. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be dealing with pistols for your other stuff. So it gives you range. It's got blast. It's got impact one. Yeah. Any of those uh, uh, armors, which I've struggled to deal with as a Rebel player, you get two two or three squads of Mandalorians out here with this, man, you could just wipe armor off the board really quick. At least it, it doesn't have ion on it. Yeah, for the, for the droids. <laughs> and add yeah. another 20 points in. Yeah. Um, so it is good to see them adding impact to, uh, or not adding it, but adding more utility to these uh, units coming out so that you, know, you can handle these armor units that we see releasing the AAT, the Saber Tank, and of course, all the ones that have already been out for a while. But that's pretty cool. I'll go with the range stuff. Tristan Rin. So range one to three, that's good. Uh, he has two health, the same as the other models, uh, which is kind of cool. You can assign a damage to him before you assign it to the rest of the squad. So it kind of gives you like a little bit of buffer too. I believe that's how it works. Same as um, C-3PO. Oh, really? 
I think that's how it works. I'd have to check. Okay. But I think with these multi-point models, you can apply damage to them before you apply it to other people. Interesting. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Like I said, I'm pretty sure that's how they talked about it. And I, I could be wrong. He's got lethal one, so kind of a cool use for your aim token. If you need pierce, you can spend that aim token to get it. I really you don't necessarily that. need it. Rebels really don't have a lot of access to aims. Yeah. So I think is that aim token going to be better spent re-rolling two dice or well, adding a pierce? Better go get a supply cache to get you a rangefinder or something. I mean, I think what's nice is it triggers after you roll your dice. So if you roll, you know, two crits and you're like, hey, I want one to go through, you spend that aim token and you have pierce. If you roll two blanks, spin your aim token and grab, you know, grab that reroll. What's that one upgrade card? Um, you know, you make a move, tap the card, you can get a name. Offensive push. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Like, so that seems like it would be pretty well received on these guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anytime you can get that aim token on any unit, I think it's great. Yeah. The other armies don't pass them out as freely as Empire, unfortunately. But you do have cards that let you do it. Like if you have uh, Jen in your list, you know, she has her little coordinate card. It lets mm-hmm. you um, share tokens. So it's not impossible to get aims out there. And then if you're already in position, just aim, shoot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's suppressive. suppressive and then 38 points. I, I like yeah. all of that. Yeah, then the, this is a rare source of suppressive for the Rebel F faction. Yeah, we don't have it too much. Uh, and then cool. the other upgrade that we saw was the Beskad Duelist. Two red dice, and then he gains Duelist where you can spend an aim token to gain Pierce, or you can spend a dodge token in melee to gain immune to pierce. So it's kind of cool. You have that offensive or defensive choice. You know, if you're if you want to try and kill something, you go for the pierce, get the aim token. And then if you're you know going up against like a saber wielder, you might want to grab that dodge and hopefully mm-hmm. survive a little bit longer. Hopefully, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. And the model for this the model for this mini is really awesome looking. Yeah, all the models for these look great. Each one looks very distinct. You know, nice poses, easy to identify, you know, the different units. And then, Mm -hmm. oh my God, it's going to be a nightmare to paint, though. Just looking at all those little owl faces or whatever you call it, all the helmets. Yeah, I was going to say, you spent a lot of time on your Sabine. I did, yeah, and I still didn't get her helmet as good as I would have liked. Fortunately, I've made some changes to my hobbying, so I think I can get a little bit more detail on stuff. But yeah, just looking at the picture is kind of scary. Mm. Yep. Well, that's if you want to do the yeah. can- canonical uh, paint job. But I'm just thinking this will be a great canvas for everybody to do crazy custom paint jobs oh, and hobbying. Yeah. And I'm sure they're going to be Death Watch squads and other oh, awesome yeah. paint jobs on there. Mandalorian, like the the Mandalorian, you know, because we have models that are Mandalorians now. So you don't have to yeah. print your own. Huh. Uh, but I'm really hoping this dualist kind of uh, upgrade card is going to take off for other things like Wookiees, maybe <laughs> something like that. Something to get some Pierce in there. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like back uh, update some of the older units that need to see table time. Royal Guard, I think would be really good for that too. Um, yeah. Well, they, they've got the, the pat and the staff, I guess, but still being able to get a Pierce in there would be real nice. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited for these. Same thing as as Dan was saying about the um, Inferno Squad. You're going to have two options. You have the Clan Wren, which is the, the named card, and then you'll have your standard, I believe it's Mandalorian Resistance, you know, that troop card, the generic one. So I'll probably be picking up two of these. Two? Not six? <laughs> not, no, I'm not. Sabine and six uh, Clan Wren Resistance. Well, you can only take three of them. I mean, I guess <laughs> you could make your Mandalorian army and sub them in for Rebel Troopers and, you know, get permission but yeah, I'm, I'm going to start off with two. I typically do that when, when new 
models release, um, I get one or two, make sure I like them. And then if I want to get a second or third one, I do. So yeah, I'll probably start off with two, two of these. Uh, I yeah. think they're going to be good in Rebel Armies. Just, uh, you know, that kind of second wave of hard-hitting stuff. They're probably going to be range one to two with the pistols, similar yeah. to Sabine. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, just do them all as counts as. It'll be fine. I mean, they, they look like regular Rebel Troopers, don't they? Yeah, sure. Just Basically. put the Rebel Trooper head on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got some other cards leaked out here recently. I want to uh, hit real quick because it's kind of the one-off. And I think you posted up on this, Dan, on the uh, Facebook, but the command control array for vehicle only with the Umbaran uh, person, tank commander, sticking out of the top there. With a bunch of staps in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this will be coming with the stap writers. It will be coming. Okay. Since they got staps in the background. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the stap writers, Matt, I don't know if you want to weigh in as the separatist player of, of the group here. Oh. Would you like me to just go over it then? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Go for it. I mean, I'm, I'm oh, excited. Okay. I, uh, these. Well, are we getting the snaps or just talking about the command control array? Well, the, the command control array is a com upgrade for the snaps. Right. It will be coming right. with the snaps. But it allows you to do the coordinate. Yeah, range one to two. It's vehicle only for two points, which is really nice. Yeah, I, I could definitely see taking that. Yeah, and um, this can also go on the uh, the AAT as well if you do the OOM yep. pilot on it. So it definitely helps with the uh, command range coordinate ranges on there. Uh, yeah, the Stap Riders, uh, they're very ana- uh, analogous to speeder bikes, um, which makes me kind of mad because... Yeah. I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, just they seem a little bit better because 73 points, and they do have just the one com upgrade, which is same as uh, the 74 of these, right? They've only got a com upgrade? Correct. So they're know. slightly cheaper, and they do have a couple downsides, but they have a lot of upside, at least in my opinion. Yeah. So we got the Apple one rule. Which after yeah, which, form a standard move, gain one dodge token. That seems yeah, I, really, really good. A little bit of that, uh, uh, the, what are they? The Those Tauntauns. Grammy boys. Yes, Tauntaun. <laughs> Rammy boys. Rammy boys. Wow. <laughs> you know, you, you Not the Rolly boys, the Rammy boys. Straight and you start losing <laughs> your damn mind. Uh, three health with a white defense dice. Whatever, I guess. White, no surge, which is common with the uh yeah with the separatists uh, but agile one plus the um speeder one so they're automatic one cover yep and then agile one after a move um there was some debate online and i don't know if it's been resolved whether or not agile triggers off the compulsory move of of speeder oh they have speeder. i believe so because a standard move is uh anytime you're doing that uh you're using your template that's a standard move Oh, is that right? Yeah, so, I was going to say it's going to come down yeah. to the wording for that, I think. But uh, yes, if that's what I'm, I'm 99% sure that's a yeah. that's a standard. And move. Yeah. you're always the guy that proves your work by posting up. I don't think you get enough credit for that, yeah. by the way. You're an invaluable resource for the, the rules question. Though. Well, I still make mistakes, but I try to try to make sure that I learn. And, and you know, if I'm not sure, I go back and read. At least you're citing your sources and like posting the the relevant data. But uh, yeah. uh, coordinate Dward Dward. Droid trooper vehicle, cover one, speeder one, three black dice, range one to three, critical one, fixed front. So at least you got at least critical one in there. Yeah, so they don't have a 360 weapon. This is a fixed front only weapon. But I just just think that the original Imperial speeder bikes, they need agile one because they're even with the point drop, they're not getting a lot of table time. They could use some love. Mm -hmm. And I think agile one will bring them up too up to par with a lot of the current units like Tauntauns that are overpowered. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> I think we're overpowered. Ability on this because uh, especially if you get 
hit with the war weary, you know, now you've got things that can help pass orders. Wait, am I reading that right? I think I'm reading that wrong. No, war weary is just the courage bubble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Bubble. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, no, th- these are going to be a great cheap option in the separatist army. I think there were some uh, some pl- uh, like theory crafting I've read online that people are getting up to nine and potentially ten activations with these guys. Nice. I think it's nice to just see some vehicles and some different options in the clone and droid armies in general. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But still keeping that B1 flavor with the rider on there. That's cool. Speaking of and the more terrible defense. The the ATRT we we had to figure it was recovered Clone Wars era technology that the rebels were using, but now we're getting the Republic version of it, which is it seems a little bit better. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty nice. I'm excited. When I first heard them announce it, I was like, eh, you know, it's probably going to be the same thing. Oh, they made some upgrades one, to yeah. it. Yeah, so the the Republic one is uh, a lot of the same same rules, armor, climbing vehicle, expert climber. But you have Scout One, yeah. which is kind of cool because that's how they were used in the uh, the Clone Wars cartoon, right? They were kind of that scouting unit, fast uh, out in front of the battle, um, getting stuff done. And then the biggest thing that I like is they surge on defense. Thank God. <laughs> so yeah they search to hit they search to defend and that's really cool it's actually uh really nice because you bring that up and it's like you would think that the the difference in tactics between the two army armies like the rebels really value the atrt this is important to them they're not just scouting with it that's that's like they're it's going to be holding the line for them but uh yeah, yeah. it was used for in the clone wars absolutely yeah and so this one doesn't hit as hard because it doesn't search for crit like the rebel one does um but that search for defense is a big difference uh-huh. and you know i mean it's kind of a nice flavor upgrade because you do have the clone on there wearing his armor uh, and, you know, maybe he's just better at operating it. So you do have that slight upgrade to your defense rolls, but you're not rolling red defense. So you're not, you know, it's not crazy. And then let's see what else the differences are. It's a little bit uh, more expensive. It's 10 mm-hmm. points more expensive, which makes sense. Uh, the grappling claws are the same, three red dice, impact one. But you have a different uh, primary weapon, which is your rocket launcher which is kind of cool, a black, two white, critical one, impact one. I mean, that's kind of cool. You know, you could run a naked one of these or, you know, naked couple of these and you still have a viable weapon to use, you know, not necessarily taking that hard point upgrade, which is probably going to be 20 points, I imagine. Yeah, and another cheap activation for clones and another army that could use another cheap activation. Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive than your, you know, your naked core trooper squad. But the survivability of it, I think, is like going to be a little bit higher because you know you're only going to roll defense on those crits or impacts going through, and you do have a little bit more uh, defense than the normal RT. Well, for that rebels have. And modeling wise, uh, they did mention that this will have multiple poses for the legs and uh, multiple helmets for the riders. Nice. So there's going to be a lot of different modeling options on this guy, and I, I saw some chatter online of people complaining. Oh, I already have three ATRTs. I'm just sticking clone rider. No, th- there's going to be a lot more flexibility in modeling on this one. Yeah. Cause they should be going to the uh, hard plastic on this too. Right. Cause everything now is yeah, hard plastic, true. no yeah. more soft. Right. Okay. Yeah. I like the riders. Uh, one looks like he's wearing like a little like dust cover over his face. And then the other is the, I think the traditional looks like the vehicle rider with the small slit for the face mask. Yeah. They had the, the ARF ARF troopers uh, that were used in the Clone Wars cartoon. And then the one that was in um, 
episode two or three. Uh, they had the two different rider options on there as well. And he can be either holding his, his uh, rocket launcher or have it on his back. Uh, as well as, like I said, the legs can be different poses. So yeah. uh, the, for the people complaining out there that they're just being resold the same model, you're not being resold the same model. Yeah. 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 This I probably will get three of these, though. So, yeah. Yeah. Look. Oh, yeah. ATRTs are your jam. I know. I know you hate Tauntauns and love ATRTs. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I fully expect you to be running these all the time. Yeah. And speaking of modeling, um, Matt, I don't know if you enjoyed the uh, the alternate model for the Stap Rider. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, with the googly eyes. No, no. <laughs> the one waving? He's like, no. like oh. no, there's one literally with his fist up shaking it. Like, I shake my fist at you, oh, sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no. that, uh, it's good. Uh, but I'm really excited for all these releases. The uh, news seemed to be very interesting with that. It's, it's a bit of a bummer. We're kind of in a situation where we're waiting for the stuff to roll out. But uh, yeah, we need to need to actually get my brushes out and start doing some painting. I think it just gives FFG a chance to catch up um, and get everything lined up and in a row. Because if they said their warehouse is still open, that means they're still receiving stuff from overseas shipments so that they can basically get a buffer of product and then start releasing it like we used to have where it was monthly. Um, So I'm I'm really excited for once everything clears up. I think it's going to be great going forward. Okay. Uh, Any final thoughts on these guys before we uh, start wrapping things up? Just excited for new units, as always. Like, it's yeah. nice to get that variety in armies. I hate having stuff sitting off to the side, unplayed, like Wookiees and everything else. So hopefully some of these units will bring ideas back into FFG's head and mm-hmm. say, hey, let's make some changes and bring these guys back. Because we're seeing now, some new keywords, some new army style, like play styles. So that would be cool. Yeah, now that we've got a little bit more uh, units out there and uh, more more experience designing for the game. I'm excited to see what could hap- be happening in the future with those. But uh, we're going to wrap up. But of course, we got to thank our Patreons and our newest one, uh, Travis Smithson. We also have some news. Well, maybe lack of news on our Patreon rewards. We're getting re- we've got the dice right, Jeff. What's what's going on with that? Yeah, so I've got the dice sitting in my house right now. They look great. I made some small changes to them to uh, to make them look a little more distressed around the edges. So, you know, I showed them to you, Matt. It's not damage yeah. from shipping. It's actual no, an no, intentional no, no. design. Giving, giving the Star Wars pass to make it look like it's a worn, lived-in universe. So it is with the dice. But just a slight... Yeah, they look great. ...different from the original mock-up we put up. Yeah, yeah. But I think it looks really good. What's, what's our plans? Are we going to be able to start shipping those, or are we kind of waiting for things to settle down a little bit more? So I think we're waiting for things to settle down a little bit more. I don't know how the post office look right now with uh, customers coming in or, you know, them accepting shipments. I just want to make sure that uh, that we can do it as safely as possible. You know, no risk to us, the hosts. Yeah. Um, I doubt there would be any risk to the recipients. No. You know, I'm worried about no. my health just as much as everybody else's. Yeah, I drove by the, our local post office yesterday and it was packed it was slammed it was a full lot with people waiting i have no idea apparently they were distributing toilet paper there or something it was crazy yeah so i think you know probably we'll uh, start shipping these out as soon as we see a break in all of the events going on Mm -hmm. and some of the lifting of these uh social distancing guidelines yeah yeah for sure but uh, okay well thanks guys uh dan jeff what what are you guys goal for the week what are you guys gonna be working on uh, I'm going to try to work on some painting. Before we go, I do want to say thanks to Mark Thompson, who did our new intro, outro. Oh, yeah. You guys enjoyed that. 
Yeah, so uh, he was really cool to work with. We've got some amazing sound uh, clips from him, you know, and he worked straight with us. Really cool guy. I was listening to a couple of his books, so I'm excited to throw that stuff in there today. Yeah, for those who may not know, he was the voice actor that did the uh, Thrawn books, the the current ones from Zahn, which are fantastic. Can't recommend them enough. Big fan. Among other uh, newer Star Star Wars books and a few other books, he's a, he's an excellent voice actor. Yeah. Well, well, we've got him doing the throne boys. So, but uh, cool. Thanks again, everybody. We'll catch you here in a fortnight. Take care, be safe, and uh, take it easy, Outriders. This concludes the current episode of the Legion Outriders podcast. You may cultivate a tactical advantage by observing the Outriders on Facebook or Twitter at Legion Outriders. Wisdom advocates. Subscribing to the podcast, acting otherwise is reckless.